Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. <laughs> I've been gone for like two weeks, um, but I've been busy and also practicing and thinking about and contemplating um, this idea of slowness and slow living and just really taking a look at my day-to-day -day life, my daily routines, what's sustainable and what isn't sustainable with how I'm living and kind of reevaluating my, you know, my priorities when it comes to work, career, life, family, love, all of the things. And I'm excited to come speak to you today and just talk about how I've been feeling and what I've been up to really because slowness didn't just come out of like thin air, it didn't come out of the blue, but it has been revealing itself to me as something that I need to pay more attention to. And I am so excited to talk about that with you because I've seen so many of my friends mutuals online, people in passing that I have talked to where slowness has come up as a major theme, something that people are looking for, longing for, like remembering a slower life and walking that path. So about two weeks ago, I was talking to my partner. I was like, I just really need to slow down I'm like feeling super clumsy I'm bumping into walls I'm like running into things I'm dropping stuff I'm just working way too fast my body is reacting way too quickly before like the task is even done like if I'm in the kitchen I'm spilling stuff because I'm rushing for no reason um and this franticness and this frantic energy is not new in my life. I feel like I've known myself from a very young age to be a very nervous person, a very shy, sweaty, like cold sweat, nervous in class kind of person where my anxiety levels are high, my heart is beating fast. Um, that could be me in class or me on stage dancing, just completely being shocked by how, you know, nervous I am and it shows up in how I present myself in auditions like I'll go to auditions and I'm just completely paralyzed with nervousness and it's sort of this fast paced heart and this fast breath that completely takes me out of who I really am and it feels very disorienting this franticness shows up in how I'm very quick to people please and this kind of nervous talking because I want to be liked and it's funny because my partner tells me that I am slow and that he wants to be slow too and you know I guess I do take things slow I tap into it even with this podcast I talk pretty slow and take my time my mom would always tell me to never rush when you're driving don't rush it's not worth it when i'm eating to chew a lot don't rush eating because you'll get an upset stomach so it's been around in my life but i just haven't been quite conscious of it 
And because I wasn't really aware of it, of how helpful and potent slowness's presence is in my life, I've been able to go fast, go quick, and really abandon that part of me, which only leads to more frantic energy, chaotic energy. It shows up in my daily routines of trying to bypass certain things that I know that are really good for me. And I had been talking with my partner about our environment and living in the city and what it would be like to live somewhere where it's slower because when I went back home to Laos, life there is just so slow and the only thing that matters is your family. What are you going to eat during the day? Like whose house are we going to afterwards? And that's pretty much it. But here in my current environment, which happens to be a city, there are so many other things that seem to matter, like career, what brands are you working with, how much money are you making, what kind of clothes are you wearing, um, what kind of house do you live in, what are your social circles like. There are just so many other tiny little things that build together into this like delusioned world of things that don't actually matter. And I had been thinking about growing up in a very fast-paced city. I was very used to bus, train, walk, taxi, Uber, this, that, and the other. You have so many activities, doing so much stuff, and there's no quiet time because you live in an apartment. You don't have grass. You don't have a backyard. You don't have animals. You just have a concrete jungle. And so this fast-paced city life became something I was very comfortable with. It's what I knew. And then when I moved to California, I was just gobsmacked by the environment. I just like was so amazed by the mountains that I would see just outside my window or on a car ride to someplace five minutes down the street that there were mountains. And still to this day, I look at these mountains and I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean there are just mountains there? And it was the first time in my life where I was kind of, I had to meet nature and slow living face to face. That was like the first time I feel like it ever occurred to me that there was something else. There was something else out there. There's a different way of living. One that's not shocking to the nervous system. One that is calm, connected. Growing up, I always wanted a house. I always dreamed of having stairs and space. Um, and I loved, I loved living in apartments too. I loved doormen. Like what an incredible way to grow up with a built-in community in a building. It's just so different. But I also craved something else at the same time. I just wanted to know what that was like. And now that I have lived in California for about five years now, five, six years, um, I'm starting to understand different ways of living, what it means to live in an apartment and what it means to live in a house. I say all of this to say that slowness has crept into my life in very small yet profound ways and it wasn't until these past few weeks where 
slowness itself fully made itself known to me in all that it is. And I don't think slowness is a single definition. I think slowness is in the intention, in the love, in the respect for the process and the experience that takes us through life. And I wrote a journal entry when I was sitting at the park like a week ago, a week and a half ago. I'll read it to you. This was on June 2nd, 2023. Mm, Slowness. It's nice to finally meet you. It's a pleasure to experience all that you are. I have longed for your presence. Search for what I thought calmness came from. I've found you in the surrender, in the full completion, in the respect for the process, in the form of gentle, intentional awareness. Slowness. You feel like the key to many of my questions, showing me the strength and importance of the breath through all moments of life, each breath deserving of the same pace and space to do what needs to be done. I'm inspired by the slow drips, the gentle pours, the purposeful making, creating, nourishing. I'm yearning for slowness to touch every part of my life. I know that now, and so I'll learn the ways of true presence to respect every moment, breath, action, because there is no hierarchy. Productiveness, debilitating choice, and consumption spits on slowness. A true presence with life is in direct opposition to the capitalistic lives we live, where time is money. We begin to undervalue our most sacred rituals that bring us from day to night, dawn to dusk. Slowness is where the true connection comes from, connecting with breath, fingers, action, eye contact, space, our environment, and adjustments. What am I rushing towards? I'm not in search of the end goal. I don't have one. I want to enjoy the fruits of the journey, an incredible trip that is life on earth, right here, right now. Love, Ariel. slowness had been really showing itself to me the week I wrote that Um, a few days prior I went to a tea ceremony held by my friend and it was incredible it was the first tea ceremony that I had ever been to but I was just so inspired by the way that her fingers and her hand all worked together to pick up the cups and pick up the kettle and do all these small yet meaningful and important tasks that present to you the tea ceremony. Not only was it an opportunity to witness, observe, and to receive, but it was a meditation practice and I was able to sit there and contemplate and see what came up. And it reminds me of a performance. It's the movements and the dance and the full completion of a lunge or a jump that brings you a whole performance and you need every single breath, you need every single step, you need every single beat and every single full embodiment of a movement to create the magic and I feel like 
in my everyday life and in many of our lives we are just rushing we do not complete movements we do not complete tasks i mean i certainly haven't been bumping into walls and like stubbing my finger on things i'm not fully completing things because i'm not present i'm not present in my body i am not present in the right now, in the space, in my mindset, and sometimes I'm just going auto mode, which is why I feel like my practices, my intuitive, ritualistic practices that bring me back into the body, that bring me back into my heart, and that settle my mind but allow it free space to contemplate is so, so important. I think one of our biggest portals is our body, if you listen to my um, Lessons of the Body episode. And I think that's a really great way to get into the present. And at this tea ceremony, it really brought me into the present. It's no surprise that when I'm a part of a ceremony or my own ritual, that slowness is what seduces me back to the present. That slowness is what carries me to the altar. It was through the portal of my senses that I was able to meet myself in the present moment. To meet my heart, my body, and my mind. And feel like I am one. It was through my senses of taste, touch, hearing, tasting the tea, gulping it down, hearing others gulp, touching the bowl, looking and observing. It brought me into the present of awareness because I think awareness is one of the first steps to living intentionally and with intentional slowness. Being aware of your surroundings through being present allows you to make decisions from a place of integrity for yourself, for others, for this earth. And I think I need more of that. I know I need more of that in my life. And so, you know, as I've been gone from this podcast, that's what I've been exploring. I've been very intentional with how I am planning my days, how I'm using my time, and how from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, I'm intentionally trying to be more present and trying to be more slow because that is a life that I want to live. It's been so refreshing and so inspiring to see my friends and mutuals and just people in the world talking about slowness and calling it by its name or just leading by example and I can witness slowness within their life and in their actions and it really opens my eyes to a different rhythm of life that just makes sense to me that makes the most sense to me because I'm finding so much joy in the slowness I feel like where society, especially in cities that are just running a million miles an hour and we're distracting ourselves by talking to our friends on the phone for hours and posting on social media and scrolling for hours and 
work, 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 work and chasing after this brand and chasing after that client and making this amount of money and planning this and scheming that and networking and going out. Like that's so much. Even just listing all of that. Some people do that in a full day and weeks and months and that's a lot to do. And I find that when I or others put all of our energy into chasing, we forget stillness and slowness. We abandon ourselves. We abandon alone time. We abandon solitude. We abandon sacred rituals like quietness. And I'm someone that constantly has needed stimulation and From a young age, stimulation of sound, of music, of videos was a way for me to silence everything. It was a way for me to escape and silence my environment. But now it has just created like a nasty habit. It's no longer something I need for safety or to preserve my mind and my heart. So... I'm more intentional about when I listen to music. I don't wear headphones anymore throughout the day, and I haven't for a while now, but I don't walk around with headphones and listening to music. I try not to play too many videos and podcasts throughout the day. Like I used to listen to podcasts 24-7, and I've definitely cut that down, which I'm really proud of. And I'm taking the small steps to get to a more quiet and slower life. One that is more regulated, that isn't so high, high, low, low, and that's calm. Finding beauty and joy and stability in the stableness. Because we've been so indoctrinated into living a fast, fast life, you have to be super intentional about this you have to be super intentional about slowness because if you aren't you kind of blow in every which direction and there's nothing that grounds you in a core core belief of your priorities and that priority being connection love groundedness without intention we're not really making decisions that align with our values and our morals. We're not really making conscious decisions because I think that's what intentionality is. And then it all comes from a presence and an awareness. And then you can make intentional decisions that align with you and your vision. And I feel like so many people in my generation and my age, we, we want so many things and we, we want peace and we really want abundance and we want freedom to follow our passions, follow our dreams, to explore and to serve. But we get stuck in this very fast-paced life. We are constantly consuming. We consume so much. I consume so much. And I really, you know, that's one of the things I've really tried to cut down on. Whether that's clothing, shopping, music, TV, all that stuff. (laughs) I love to consume. Um, But being more aware of what you are consuming Are you buying things that are toxic? Are you buying things that are bad for the environment, for yourself, for your health? Are you investing in your health? 
if we're feeling confused, disoriented, or generally unhappy with the direction of our life or the state of our life, then I think we need to ask ourselves more of these questions about what are we actively doing to pursue the life that we want? Are we working against ourselves or are we working with ourselves and what your desires are? I saw this video from one of my mutuals on TikTok and they were talking about how our generation really wants stability yet we constantly keep our options open and we think there's you know plenty of fish in the sea and like there's plenty of apartments to pick and not to settle here and not to settle there but we really want stability but our actions and our decisions don't add up to that you want stability but you are not creating stability for yourself by constantly assuming that you have so many different things to do. There's so many different options. You know, some of us can't even take naps because we think that we have to be productive, whatever productiveness means. What if all we had to do was relax, eat, sleep, commune, share, connect, serve, and do it all again. What if stability looks different than what you thought it was? What if stability is in the slowness and the quietness of it all and not in the chasing, in the longing for money, a big house, the right partner, because all of that's coming from a place of lack. There's nothing that you need outside of yourself. It's all internal. Your internal rhythm, your heartbeat, your breath, your natural momentum and energy through the day. How can we sustain that and not look so far outside of ourselves? And it's not to say, you know, that switch can just be made in a day, but I think we can definitely realign our priorities and lead by example. If we want stability, if we want a slow life where we're not rushing to our nine to five, we're not dreading our work, we're not putting in the bare minimum effort just to get things done, we know that doesn't feel good. We know that it sucks the life out of us. I think a better solution exists and I think that is in slowness, in a sustainable lifestyle that sustains your energy. If you're feeling blech and ugh one day and your energy is low, that's a perfect opportunity to enter into your life with a different perspective. Remind yourself of your intentions for that moment. Get present, be aware of what your desires are, what you need, what does your body need. Do you need to eat? Do you need to feed yourself? Do you need to cook a delicious meal? Do you need to go to the park, be with nature? Do you need to journal? What are your intentions for the day? Do you need to get some work done? Set it for that moment, set it for the day, set it for the week, whatever works for you. Sometimes they're task-driven, sometimes they're tedious, 
but oftentimes they're very simple, emotional, and abstract. I think it's so important not to get sucked into thinking you have so many things to do, because you really don't. Life can be simple when you know what your basic priorities are. Wake up, make your bed, eat breakfast, wash your face, brush your teeth, cook lunch, cook dinner, connect with your partner, hug your friends, meditate, you know, do what you got to do. And do whatever else in between with intentionally giving yourself to the present. Nobody wants to give themselves to something that's going to suck the life out of them, that they're dreading. Just like you won't give yourself to someone, hopefully in a romantic relationship, that's going to suck the life out of you. So don't do it with the little things that make up your day. Because they end up being really big clouds that follow you everywhere with a fogginess. We'd be content if we actually promoted our desire for stability through our day-to-day actions. Whether that be how you live, how you date. We're just so delusioned by options that don't actually exist for that time. And I'm somebody who thinks that anything is possible. But so much of that is out of our control. We can't control outcomes. We cannot control the end. We cannot control the last sentence. The end, the goal, whatever it is, is going to be a picture of the journey that you created. It doesn't exist without all the paragraphs and chapters in between. It doesn't exist without the choices in between. The meaning of the end doesn't exist without the journey that you took to get there. We are in control of our current actions, of our work, of how we get there, of how we carry ourselves through it. And I find that when you rush things, when you're too concerned with the end, when you're too concerned with the finished product, you completely miss the whole point of the journey of getting there. Why rush towards the end? Because the end is going to come whether you plan for it or not. The cycle will keep on going. So enjoy the slowness of it while you're in it. Why rush? It'll come, don't worry. And if you ever feel lost or confused on even how to proceed, how to try... I think it all comes from knowing thyself. That's where everything started for me, especially when it came to intentional living. Who am I? Who am I outside of this capitalistic world? Who am I at the core? Who is baby Ariel? Where did I grow up? How did I grow up? Where are my ancestors from? What do I feel drawn to? What am I connected to? Who am I connected to? What do I feel in my body from my toes to my fingers to the tip of my tongue? What thoughts are in my mind? What comes to me when I look at a flower? What comes to me when I look at a rock? What triggers you? What transforms you? What turns you on? Because if you don't know who you are, 
then it'll be very easy to see yourself through a lens of lack. You'll think that you're lacking things. You think that you need to fill your time because you're lacking and you need to compensate. But if you know the slowness, the stillness, and the quietness of who you are, there will be a sureness that defends you. Being present with your environment and creating a trustful and loving communication between yourself, your needs, and the world around you. There's a confidence that grows from that. A sureness. Because when you know yourself, you know others. You can look into their eyes and you know them. You don't judge them. You see them and you love them. We need to know ourselves and we need to know each other so that we know how our environment affects us. So how we know other people's energy affects us. So we know our relationship with the world around us. We need to know what base level is. We need to know what base level is. Who are you? And then you can start creating boundaries for yourself. And these boundaries allow you to live a slow life. Because slow living means that you have to say no to things. You have to use discernment and confidence in your decisions to say, no, that's not for me. I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to go out. No, I don't want to hang out with those people. No, I do not want to live here. No, whatever it is, I don't want to date that person. Because if you just say, yes, 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 I was always a yes girl. Like, yeah, I want to try that. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to do that. Because I just want to experience so many different things. But saying yes and saying yes to every job and saying yes to this, that. I was bouncing from country to country to house to house. I was just like everywhere and I was so tired. And so I found in slowness, saying no and setting boundaries has been a really, really important step for me. And it can be through creating boundaries and limits with your social media use because you are aware of its effects on you. There's something so seductive about this kind of discipline. This discipline that you nourish yourself with, that allows you to preserve your peace and to grow abundance in directions that you probably never knew even existed or were possible because there was so much noise surrounding you. So yeah, I've just really been hearing the call for slow living. I've been really practicing it. I had an incredible dinner last week. I hosted a dinner for one of my friends and I was so grateful that I could do this for her and I could gather our friends together and I could really offer them and allow them to receive food, nourishment, and the love that I put into the process. Cooking this dinner and giving myself this task really allowed me to practice slowness and I was really excited for that. I was intentionally prepping. I was intentionally trying to take my time cooking, setting aside, doing dishes, cooking, setting aside, doing dishes. 
taking my time, trying not to spill, trying not to mess things up, and just really paying attention to what am I doing right now. Devoting myself fully to one thing. I don't need to be talking to a friend right now. I do not need to be on YouTube watching a video. I just need to be doing this. Why would I distract myself from something I want to give myself to fully? I would be telling myself that this isn't enough and I need more. Why need more when you just need this? And it made the dinner that much more special and meaningful and thoughtful because I did put a lot of thought and effort into it and I know they could feel it and they really appreciated it because I appreciated the process. I respected the process. So I don't know, that was just my little episode for today. I just wanted to talk about slowness and it may have been a little over the place, but I definitely want to talk about this more as I explore this more within my own life and really try to release all these things I thought I knew ways of life that used to serve me and maybe don't serve me anymore and just letting life and slowness bring itself to me and it's nothing new you know I think it's just going to grow and grow the older that I get the more that I experience I think it might take on even more meaning that's available to me now. It reminds me of this note that I wrote December 21st of 2021. So this was two years ago at 10.34 p.m. I'm reading it off my phone. I was 22 years old and slowness wasn't a stranger then. I just didn't really know she could be a part of my life. I just didn't really notice her there. So here's how it goes. I want it slow. I want it slow and tender, tender to touch and thought, thoughts ever building, building tense, sparking embers that light the fire, a fire that burns a lifetime. So I have a few ideas about what I was talking about here. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the sentiment is still alive and well. I want it slow. I want it slow and tender. I do. So yeah, I love you. Love you, love you, love you. Try and take it slow today. Try and take it slow tomorrow. See how it's maybe been beckoning you, calling you. If there's anything that you want to share with me when it comes to this or anything else, please DM me. I love talking to you. And yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye.